But now we have to bring in someone we did discuss pre-show. It's Brendan Marks, North Carolina, Duke, ACC College Hoops. He does the best at covering that. We brought him on, a part of The Athletic, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Brendan R. Marks. Um, on Twitter, we appreciate it, Brendan. Just real quickly, have you ever had an unexpected moment with a, a star of that caliber, right? That somebody that that means that much to whatever it is that you talk about, in your case, Tar Heels, Duke, whatever, an unexpected moment. Hey, I got to think on the fly. Do you have anything that comes to mind after that? I, I have actually uh, pretty recently. It was, I think, my first year that I was with The Athletic and doing this job and was working on a big feature story uh, and was driving home from, I don't know, a game or a press conference or something, and I get a phone call from a block number in the middle of the highway, and it was Roy Williams calling it, <laughs> talking to me for this feature story that I desperately needed him for, and I was like, Coach, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of 40. I, I need to call you back, so... Uh, you you are never prepared for moments like that. It's always awkward, but uh, I, I would like to think that Roy Williams is less combative than Steve Smith. Well, no, and, and Steve was great here, but no, you're right. Like uh, among all of the people, you would say, yeah, Steve Smith coming in because of what Fiddy had to say and wanted to confront him face to face. Not exactly the same situation as Roy Williams calling you on the phone, but it all worked out, right? Like you were able to get uh, what you wanted from Roy. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. He was good about it. Um, I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where I've just had to sort of walk into a feature interview like that. Um, but that's why they pay you guys the big bucks because you're prepared for things like that. <laughs> We're just getting filthy rich over here, Brendan, <laughs> just like you are. It's Brandon Marks joining us on WFNZ, Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 FM. All right, let's go over the weekend. North Carolina with a huge victory over NC State. And I, I guess I say huge because if you look at the standings, you look at North Carolina kind of having a tough start to the season, then it leveled out a little bit. I just thought this was a big win for them, Brendan. What, what kind of magnitude, what kind of prowess would you assign to this victory for North Carolina getting the job done? No, certainly. I, you know, I think it's a, a fairly significant win, too, and, and for a number of reasons. I mean, number one, you know, let's start with NC State's a pretty good team this year. You know, NC State, um, even after this loss, they're 5-4 and four in the ACC. They're 15-5 and five overall, and, you know, thankfully it looks like Terquavion Smith has avoided serious injury. They're, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament picture. So anytime you can get a win against an NCAA tournament team, I think obviously that's a great sign, but uh, more importantly, I thought it, it was a chance for North Carolina to continue building rather than to stumble over itself. And there have been games like that um, last season, earlier this season, when you thought North Carolina would keep doing the good things it was doing, and that didn't happen. And and that actually did happen again in NC State. North Carolina got to the free throw line a ton. We're efficient from three-point uh, land. You know, Armando Baycott, you know, 23-18. and 18, He's putting up, you know, monster numbers right now. There's a dedicated, you know, uh, post-entry, you know, offense that's designed to get him consistent touches. Like, defensively, North Carolina did a pretty good job against an NC State offense that can be wide open. Like, you've got to be happy with a lot of the things that you saw. And and so, yeah, I would agree with you. I think this was a big win. And um, now North Carolina has to build on it, though. Brendan, West Bryant here. And North Carolina's 36-5 and in the last 41 meetings with NC State. What is it about this rivalry that NC State just can't seem to beat them no matter where they play them. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think obviously, you know, for the bulk of that time, North Carolina's just had the better team. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's probably the case again this year. You know, the thing for me that's always, you know, been so interesting is, like, stylistically, I don't think it's a great matchup for NC State. Um, you know, North Carolina, during that, that stretch you mentioned, 36-5, and five, like, we're talking about some really, really good North Carolina bigs. I mean, obviously, Baycott now, but 
you know, there was Walker Kessler, there was Dayron Sharp, even Garrison Brooks had big nights against NC State. Um, so I, I think that the Wolfpack have kind of struggled to find that interior guy. And while it's great to have DJ Burns right now, they still don't have Mahorchik. And uh, I think if he had been able to play, maybe we're talking about a little bit of a different game. But I just think stylistically, you know, over the long term, it's kind of been a tough matchup for NC State. And, and the results kind of bear that out. And then, Brendan, you're talking about the Virginia-Wake Forest game from this weekend. And Virginia, at this point, they're 10-0 this season when they score 70 or more points. And they're 154-11 and when they score 70 or more points under Tony Bennett. They've already taken care of the Tar Heels. They took care of a hot Wake Forest team this weekend. Is this just the case of when Tony Bennett has the requisite offense and we know what Virginia brings to the table defensively, is it just going to be hard for anybody to beat them? Yeah, you know, listen, like, I think we all sort of said it last year, like, you were not going to get that sort of slippage from Tony Bennett two years ago, uh, two two years consecutively. And especially not when, like he has this season, he's bringing back a lot of guys. You know, the the experience, um, you know, when Tony Bennett is able to get veteran players who have played in the system, who understand the pack line, who he trusts to make the right rotations, when he has that foundation, then when he starts to add the offense into the picture, and I know that, you know, they're not they're not quite as proficient in terms of getting to the free throw line as they were earlier in the year when they were top ten nationally, but like they don't turn the ball over. You know, they're pretty efficient shooting the ball. They knock down threes, you know, they're the thirteenth best three point shooting team in the country. Like, you know, when you have the defense that that is, you, you only need so much offense. So the thing that I'll be interested in, you mentioned they took care of North Carolina. Armando Bacat goes down two minutes into that game. I personally cannot wait for the rematch game in Chapel Hill at the end of February. I think that's a game that by the time it rolls around, we could be talking about as determining uh, who who takes sort of the ACC regular season lead. Brendan Marks covers North Carolina and Duke for The Athletic. He joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Brendan, what did you make of Armando Baycott wearing the glasses in response to Jaquavion Smith talking about Carolina, the shades of blue, the way they act? What did you make of Armando wearing the glasses after Jaquavion did go down with a pretty serious injury that led to him being stretchered off the floor? Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, the best news of it all is that Turquavion Smith is okay. Um, the fact that he was released from the hospital sounded like earlier today. Coach Keats was talking on the ACC call. You know, he, he's, you know, day-to-day has a game-time chance to be able to play against Notre Dame. Like, that is obviously the most important thing. Um, so, yeah, as for Armando wearing the sunglasses after, is it the best look? Probably not. Um, you know, I, I understand, you know, the nature of the rivalry. I understand poking fun at each other. You know, and Armando, you know, to his credit, did say before he, you know, before he was asked about why he was wearing the glasses, he hoped Turquavion was okay and everything. But uh, I just think it's one of those time and place situations. And especially when Armando had just had this dominant game, he'd just gotten these records. He's getting all this fanfare. Um, I don't know that you need to really dig, you know, put salt in the wound. I don't know that you need to dig the knife any deeper, but uh, that's the nature of the rivalry. So I I don't know. I I saw some people get really, really upset about it online. I don't know that it's that serious. Um, And especially, you know, like I said, the best news is that Turquavion is just going to be okay. It's Brendan Marks joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Two more questions before we get you out of here. A couple of them here, Brendan. Just real quickly, Duke also coming up with, I do think that was a big win, right? 17th ranked Miami. They hold on. They beat them 68 to 66. How big was that one for Duke to be able to take care of business at home? Yeah, very significant because you were talking about it. Duke is coming up on a stretch that's, you know, season defining. Um, You know, they've got Virginia Tech, obviously, tonight in Blacksburg. That's always a tough game. Um, but then you look at the rest of their schedule, you know, going to Georgia Tech is probably a winnable game, but then it's 
Wake Forest, North Carolina, Miami, and Virginia all in a row. That is a murderer's row. So, you know, I think being able to get that one against Miami, you know, one of only a handful of ranked wins that Duke has this season. Like, if you're looking at Duke's resume so far as, like, NCAA seeding, like, there's the Xavier win, which is really carrying a lot of weight and is, is aging like fine wine. There's the Ohio State win, Iowa kind of, and then there's this Miami win. I mean, this was, you know, for the most part, this was Duke's best conference win so far. So uh, definitely needed to get that one. And, this, you know, I really do think this next stretch of a week or two is sort of going to determine what the ceiling is for Duke's season. Brendan, continuing on with Duke, Derek Lively had career highs and rebounds, offensive rebounds, and he had five blocks. Is this going to be uh, – the the start of him starting to be become a really big player for Duke and could this be what takes them to the next level? Yeah, well, I you know I don't think I'm breaking any news here when I say that Duke needed more out of Derek Lively. Um, you know, you can debate if he was deserving or not of the number one overall recruiting ranking in the country, and some folks will say that maybe that was a little uh, a little loftier than he deserved, just given where his game was coming into college. But like the guy's still a five star talent. You you need that guy to be producing and he largely hadn't been and so the fact that duke is now getting some semblance of consistency from him not scoring you know he is never going to be even a top three scorer on this team but i mean i don't want duke fans to think that just because he's starting to figure it out means he's going to become a dominant offensive force he is not but if he can be a defensive force if he can be a rebounder if he can be a shot blocker and if he can do that for large swaths of time without picking up fouls which he does at an incredibly high rate and yeah, absolutely. That's a huge, huge bonus for Duke. And uh, they're going to continue to try and get him more involved with the pick and roll. Jeremy Roach coming back definitely helps that. He and Roach have the best connection on the team in terms of his lively's connection with guards. Um, he's never going to be that offensive guy, but if he can be that defensive rebounding force, then I do think that uh, you know it obviously helps John Shire, it helps the rotation, and it provides you know, provides Duke with really the defensive backbone that it needs because this is not an offensive team that's going to wow you with its shooting in the half court. That is is Brendan Marks joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Find him on Twitter at Brendan R. Marks. Does a remarkable job covering North Carolina and Duke for the athletic. All right, Brendan, we'll uh, free up the phone lines in case Roy calls you again, all right? Perfect. I appreciate you guys. Talk to you.